Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Joining us at the bottom of the hour is uh, Jason Miller. He's the uh, CEO of Getter, and he also put together the event last night in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, he put it together. He did the whole deal. He didn't cater it or anything, but, you know, he, he did put together the whole deal. He's going to give us some insights on uh, why Donald Trump is running. Uh, and I'll have some more audio from Donald Trump with regard to his uh, his announcement last night. And uh, and then a little uh, Ron DeSantis audio last night, by the way. And, and again, uh, you know, and, and I think it was uh, Gorka, Sebastian Gorka said it best, and I said it last week, is that there are a lot of people trying to goad Ron DeSantis into a fight with Donald Trump. And there are a lot of people trying to goad Donald Trump into being mad at Ron DeSantis. And uh, that's going to, you know, that's going to eventually um, iron itself out. I, I mentioned that it was like a couple of rams butting heads on a mountainside. And one is going to, uh, you know, assert its authority or it's, uh, it's whatever. I think DeSantis is right now more concerned about Florida and doing a great job for the people of Florida. That's just me personally. And he's doing a great job by the way and all of the things that he is doing right now are america first policies and even his treatment of the media just like donald trump and when he ran originally for the governor he barely won donald trump gave him an endorsement full-throated endorsement spoke at events and ron DeSantis in this last election cycle he changed the way people vote in Florida to make it election day, so they need the uh, they knew the results of the election that night. They made sure that everybody had the chance to vote. They made sure that a whole bunch of dead Democrats didn't vote. And lo and behold, not only Ron DeSantis, but somebody who isn't on the slate right now as a candidate running against Donald Trump in 2024, Marco Rubio, won by 20 points too. So is it all about Ron DeSantis or is it about America first policies that have put Florida out in front, both economically and uh, with regard to to everything, with regard to patriotism, with regard to uh, COVID restrictions and all of that? All of that stuff echoes Donald Trump's policies. He, sorry, I'm sorry to tell you this, he's still the template. He's still what America wants. America still wants what Donald Trump brought to Washington, D.C. And those who support him don't feel that his work's done. There you go. It's just that. We're all going to figure this out. But right now, the only person running for president is uh, is Donald Trump. It's kind of strange that Joe Biden has requested uh, $9.25 billion for COVID. And uh, we're sitting on 130 million doses of the vaccine that nobody really wants. You can get it if you want to. I don't care. Do, go right ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think your kids need it. I think the science bodes that out fine and everything. But Joe Biden wants a $9.25 billion for a, uh, a pandemic that's behind us. 
He also wants another $40 billion for Ukraine. And it's kind of funny because uh, the FBI is getting ready to or trying to uh, extradite Sam Bankman-Fried from the Bahamas. He was the guy who created the uh, FTX cryptocurrency exchange, and it was worth $16 billion. And now it's worth nothing, and a billion dollars have disappeared completely. Oh, and he was planning on giving a billion dollars to the Democrats in 2024, and he gave $40 million to the Democrats uh, in this last election cycle. And he also uh, gave $10 million dollars to Joe Biden when he ran in 2020. And uh, by the way, one of the biggest investors in FTX, uh, the Ukrainian government. <laughs> Isn't that weird? The Ukrainian government. They, they uh, you know, took some of the money that we sent them and invested it in uh, American politicians to run for governor. They, they gave the money to FTX, and then FTX did that. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like money laundering or something. I don't know. I've heard about this money laundering thing. <clears throat> you never know. But, uh, yeah, he lost 94% of his fortune after the election. Uh, and oddly enough, the day after the election, um, the uh, the leader of Ukraine suddenly started talking about possibly peace with Russia. It's just, I don't know. Kind of weird. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can trust anybody, to be quite honest. Well, I, I trust Donald Trump. He hasn't lied to me yet. Let's go to uh, Phil in Woodlawn, Maryland. Phil, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today after Trump's big announcement last night? Uh, how you doing today? Well, good. it's good to hear that he was running. That's the best news. But I wanted to tell you first, Curry Lake won, and a lot of them Democrats didn't win. You know, the guy that ran on uh, from Saturday Night Live, I can't think of his name, and uh, he got booted out in the Me Too movement. Um, oh, Al Franken, yeah. Started, uh, Al Franken, Al Franken. Yeah, that that's him. They started with him. And they kept bringing votes until he finally won. I don't know why the Republicans wouldn't have more people at the voting places to monitor these, to monitor these things, man. Well, they do. And uh, somebody mentioned to me this morning, uh, why did Harmeet Dillon, why wasn't she able to stop what happened in, uh, in Arizona? And here's the thing. Um, she's an attorney. Uh, that's it. She's an attorney. She can't get into the middle of the process and stop it. She can't demand a recount. I mean, she can, whether right. they do it or not, right. whatever. So there's some of that. I do believe there was a good deal of uh, oversight in this election. Do I believe that it was uh, completely on the up and up? Oh, hell no. They found uh, uh, bags of ballots in New York thrown into a ravine. We know, thanks to Project Veritas, there was all sorts of electioneering at camp at uh, sites, at oh, voting yeah. sites in oh, Philadelphia yeah. and Cincinnati. Oh, that happens forever. That happens all it's been happening forever. Uh, you know, Fetterman didn't win. Uh, Curry Lake didn't lose, and, and, and a bunch of them, man. And they're going to they're gonna railroad uh, Herschel Walker when it comes. But here's the the one thing I wanted to tell you. Yes, sir. Than before, and I forgot. Yes, sir. You know, the reason why everybody's a racist, everybody in that don't vote for Democrats is a racist, is the, for the thank, thankful goodness of uh, uh, George uh, W. Bush, uh -huh. him letting the Republican call us racist for eight years, uh -huh. and now he comes out and he's got a, a, a comment against Trump. Man, if I ever bump into him, I'm going to hurt him, you know? <laughs> All right, Phil. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate, I appreciate your phone call. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Like I said, if Donald Trump is in the past, if Donald Trump has no chance of winning, 
Why have you spent the last two years dwelling on Donald Trump? It wasn't an office. Why has the FBI, the DOJ, gone after Donald Trump? Oh, by the way, hold on, I think I got in here. Wall Street Journal is admitting that uh, all the stuff that was taken from Donald Trump's house, uh, that Donald Trump did not have anything there that was nefarious at all. It was uh, things that he took as personal mementos. I'll, I'll find the story, but the Wall Street Journal decided to, no, 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 no. It was the Washington Post. The WAPO, the WAPO, WAPO, WAPO. Uh, they are saying that Donald Trump, there was nothing nefarious about what he took uh, with him when he left office that was at Mar-a-Lago. I'll, I'll find the story here. But if I'm not mistaken, the same person, Joe Scarborough, who says you shouldn't vote for Donald Trump this morning, he also said that there were nuclear secrets in uh, Mar-a-Lago and that uh, I guess Donald Trump was going to do something with the nuclear secrets. That was a lie, you see, because it was one of those things that uh, the DOJ created to make it look like Donald Trump was a uh, criminally involved with something and it didn't pan out but it did give them the opportunity to get an unnecessary warrant to do a wholesale raid of mar-a-lago the first time this has been happened to a president's home in the history of the country uh, and it was meant to throw the election that's why it was there that's why they did it all right uh and uh, and it turns out that no no it was all false and we were right and we were right yeah Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. I got a question for you. Please. Uh, where, uh, what's a secure website I can send two $100 donations uh, to President Trump to make sure it gets to him and not to rhinos who use President Trump's name to try to raise money? I want to well, send the president two $100 donations. Okay, well, Mike, I don't, ha I don't have the site right off the uh, top of my head, um, but hold on, my producer will get your uh, number, and I'll, and I'll see what I can find out for you. Because I'm, uh, I'm, thank you. Oh, and you listen, met. Rob. Believe it or not, I'm not a the official arbiter of uh, where Trump donations go. Okay, Rob, can I tell you yeah. this? Yes, please. I heard a Democrat saying, "I owe my soul to the voting machine." Very good, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Okay. <laughs> you bet. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, oh, I got some more Trump, some uh, red hot Trump goodness last night from the uh, from the uh, speech. Here he is. Oh, oh, here he is. Uh, the only person who's saying this, the only person, the only politician who's making a big deal out of the fact that so many military members were fired because they didn't take the vaccine. They were they were completely ignored. Did you realize that the Defense Department completely ignored all of the religious exemptions for military employees? They rubber stamped. They rubber stamped a big no. A big no on every single one of them. They took the First Amendment and they whizzed on it. But here is Donald Trump saying he's going to rehire everybody and he's going to give them back pay. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Boy, I don't know. He sounds kind of sleepy to me. Uh, definitely, he is in the... Uh, he is in the rearview mirror of the uh, of the Republican Party. Here he is talking about uh, all these drug dealers coming across the southern border with fentanyl. Now, you may recall there were a bunch of idiots who were tearing down statues and burning American cities in the summer of 2020. And they tore down Christopher Columbus, Thomas Jefferson, and I don't know, all sorts of people like this. And Donald Trump said, hey, here's the deal. If you tear down a statue on federal property, you're going to go to jail for 10 years. And guess what happened? Yeah, the whole statue thing, the whole tearing down, it just ended. Drug dealer, during his or her life on average, will kill 500 people 
with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. Now, by the way, uh, 70 percent of the 107,000 people who died of drug overdoses last year died of fentanyl. Most of those were accidental, meaning they thought they were taking something else, meaning they were murdered. They were murdered. They went to get, hey, man, I need I need one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, anti uh, 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 anxiety meds. Uh, I'll just get on Facebook and I'll, I'll find somebody who hey, just sell me one pill. And then they take it and uh, dad finds him the next morning, uh, chin on his chest with his video game troller, dead. Yeah, it happened. And it's happened a whole bunch of times. Here's what Donald Trump says needs to happen to fentanyl dealers. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts. Uh-oh, that's kind of severe. Kind of, kind of severe. <clears throat> Maybe we can find a happy ground. I'm thinking somewhere between taking penalty. We can meet this out later. Uh, a little bit more on Donald Trump. We will move into uh, Arizona and uh, oh. I'll economy. Uh, but don't worry about it. You can pay for it with abortion in January the 6th, Democrats. Don't even worry about all the jobs that are happening, including at Amazon. Just pay for it with your abortion card. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. So if you'd like to decide whether you want Donald Trump to be the president for uh, 2024 or a candidate from the GOP, <clears throat> rather than listening to Joe Scarborough and uh, all of these uh, talking heads who've been uh, driving tr uh, nails into Donald Trump's coffin, why don't you just vote? How about this? Listen to this. Uh, Newsmax doing a poll. You saw Trump's big announcement on Newsmax. We aired it exclusively, the entire thing. You know why? Because uh, you wanted to see it, and nobody else was running it, and you can make up your own mind. So we got this poll going. What you need to do is text the word vote to 39747, 39747. It takes seconds, and your vote counts, and people want to know your opinion. So you can vote Trump or DeSantis right there. Uh, here it is. It's 39747, and Newsmax will send you the results. Just do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on one second. I'm a texty here. Hold on. Is my wife telling me what groceries I need to get here? Uh, 39747747. Uh, what else is on? Oh, yeah, my daughter's saying come and pick me up at school. I'm going to go ahead and just tr Trump right there. Trump is what I'm going to say for now. I mean, there you go. And I texted it. There you go. So 39747 to Trump, and that is the uh, the poll. It's not MSNBC. It's not all of these people who are going to immediately tell you, oh, Trump's you know, he's done. He's over. You know, he's on our past. And we're just going to go ahead and hear what you have to say. How, how about that? Oh, I mentioned this. I mentioned this. I mentioned this. This is kind of interesting. Um, the Washington Post quietly reported that uh, Donald Trump wasn't doing anything nefarious with the uh, records that he had at Mar-a-Lago. Huh? I thought he was selling nukes to the Saudis. You know, Monday's report in the Post uh, noted that investigators believe former President Donald Trump's motive for allegedly taking and keeping classified materials was largely his, oh, they say his ego and desire to hold on to the materials as trophies or mementos. He, he, okay, tr uh, materials that he uh, regarded as trophies or mementos. Well, that, that doesn't sound very much like nuclear secrets, does it? Yeah. 
As part of the investigation, I'm quoting, federal authorities reviewed the classified documents that were recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago and private club looking to see if types of uh, information contained in them pointed to any kind of pattern or similarities according to these people who spoke on a condition of anonymity to discuss an oncoming, ongoing investigation. Quote, that review has not found any apparent business advantage to the types of classified information in Trump's possession. These people said FBI interviews with witnesses so far, they said, also do not point to any nefarious effort by Trump to leverage, sell, or use the government secrets. Instead, the former president seemed to be motivated more by the basic desire of a not to give up property he believed was his. That sounds pretty evil. I mean, my God. Oh, meanwhile, we have President Doofy, who uh, who went to sleep at like 4 o'clock after he fell asleep during the G20 summit. Uh, and, and we're knock, knock, knocking on World War III with this, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. What else to say here? Yeah, Paper sources cautioned that the investigation is ongoing. No final determinations have been made. But they said the evidence collected over a period of months indicates the primary uh, explanation for potential criminal contact was Trump's ego and in- intransigence. Interesting. And uh, Barack Obama did the same thing except for like 9 million pages of stuff. Yeah. Material uh, about nuclear weapons is especially sensitive, usually restricted to a small number of government officials. Experts said publicizing details about U.S. weapons could provide an intelligence roadmap to adversaries seeking to build ways of countering those systems and other countries. Meanwhile, the only guy getting paid by uh, China <laughs> has been Joe Biden. I know. So there you go. There you go. That uh, that big thing was going to be the deal. Oh, that was another nail. Boop, boop, boop in, in Donald Trump's coffin. And apparently, uh, you yeah. know. Didn't uh, didn't get driven in there. In other words, it was all just a bunch of crap. It was all just the Biden administration using using a bought and paid for DOJ to launch a wholesale raid with a flimsy, a very flimsy uh, warrant. Kind of like what happened in 2016 with uh, you know the FISA court and Hillary Clinton paying for the Russian dossier. Then they tried to stay play, pay uh, Christopher Steele to lie about it and say it was all real. And he said, No, no, I can't do that. We'll give you a million dollars. No, I can't do it because it's fake. Yippee, 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 yippee. Oh, and, and Salon says it's time to move on from Joe Biden. Uh, why in the hell would you move on from Joe Biden? He delivered. He he delivered the the most rock-solid uh, uh, midterm election since John F. Kennedy. Why would you want to get rid of Joe Biden? What, honestly, I'd like to know. I'd kind of like to know. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was asked, and I thought he did a great answer yesterday. But I, I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. You know, he could be the candidate. Who the hell knows? But here's Ron DeSantis being asked about Donald Trump, and I thought he did a very, uh, very nice answer. Would like to know what you think about Trump's big announcement and some of the less than flattering comments he has made about you. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job, is. Um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. You bet. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. <laughs> and this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my... I wonder why that is. They weren't so interested in him back when he ran the first time. My four-year term. And yet, I think what you what you learn is all that's just noise. Yeah. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Yes. Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, 
then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Uh, the fact of the matter is... Yeah, there you go. All right. So that's an adult way to do it. They're kind of giving each other a little what fur. I think both of them respect each other, but that's what's going to happen because, you know, it hasn't been settled. Don't let anybody try to sell it, settle it for you. Jason Miller, he set up the event last night for Donald Trump. Going to talk about it coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I have a plea for the Republicans and advice. If you embrace MAGA, you're going to keep losing. You're going to lose more. The embrace of MAGA in 2018, 2020, and 22 didn't work. We welcome you to work with us on a bipartisan basis to get things done for the American people. Oh, oh, well, if Chuck uh, Schumer says it, hell, why do we even have the event last night at Mar-a-Lago? I mean, because he's willing to work with us, and, you know, just because he called us fascists and, you know, and Nazis and white supremacists and all that, I think that's all water under the bridge. No, not really. Uh, Jason Miller is the CEO of Getter, and he also was uh, very instrumental in uh, the announcement last night at Mar-a-Lago, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you? Or afternoon, I should say. Rob, so great to be with you. Last night was pretty exciting. This great being in the room, great having a front row seat. Literally, actually, I have to sit in the front row. I guess I'm moving up in the world. I mean, usually, it's like stand in the back, and you know, you need a telescope to see it. But, um, but no, it, it was exciting. And I think what President Trump did with going out there, laying out the clear vision of where he wanted to go. Not only is his base, the people who are kind of always with him, fired up, but I think a lot of people have voted for him in 2016 and 2020, but who are being bombarded with all these attacks from the establishment and the mainstream media realize, you know what? He is the guy who can lead us against Joe Biden. So I think he accomplished a lot of things last night. I do, too. And a lot of people were talking about he looked very uh, low-key. He looked tired and all this. And I said, well, you're looking at, first of all, I didn't think he was tired. I thought he was uh, very determined. I thought that he was lower-key than a, a traditional Trump rally because in a traditional Trump rally, you know as well as I do, he does stand-up comedy. He strays <laughs> off the script. He throws hats. I mean, course, he's not going to do that in Mar-a-Lago. He's not going to do it at an invite-only uh, event event where he is dealing with the national media and making a profound announcement about his future and the future of the country and a candidacy. So, of course, it's going to be different. And the only people I heard that from were people like Meghan McCain, who literally tweeted as soon the first word that Donald Trump uh, said on Twitter. She said he looks tired and whatever. And I and I said, oh, please. And she blocked me. So I say nonsense. What do you say? <laughs> I think you're, you're spot on. And by the way, the media and the, the haters, uh, whether it be the, the mainstream media, the you know the 10% of the never Trumpers who are out there, um, if that, they have kind of their checklist that they go through. And first of all, we want to hit them on uh, just fill in the blank of any of the, the normal things. But when they get down to, well, we're just going to uh, say that he didn't seem energetic. That's it. That's all you have. That's the best. Um, I at least thought I was like, he calls for death penalty for drug dealers. Uh, you know, that's, uh, they, but they can't disagree with that because they know that saying, well, no, actually, we should give, um, you should be soft on drug dealers. That's a loser of an argument. So they, they're going to fall all the way down to he wasn't going crazy, almost trying to take a positive and turn it back on as a negative. I think he won. 
So uh, let me ask you, because I know you are uh, close with the president and uh, you're, you're, a, you're a confidant of the president. Uh, this uh, Ron DeSantis stuff that's going on, and, and DeSantis, I, I likened it to a couple of, uh, of, uh, of uh, rams on the side of a mountain, kind of, uh, you know, looking at the territory, kind of bumping heads a little bit. But I think both of these men are adults. I think both of these men have the uh, better, uh, are, are more concerned about the future of the country and where it's going and the problems with the president administration and the nonsense coming out of Washington, D.C. And I think this will all get ironed out eventually. What are your thoughts about the president and Ron DeSantis and this uh, this fight that the media are trying to push them into? I think that's right. And you notice that's one of the things that isn't showing up in any of the papers this morning because President Trump was very clearly taking the fight to Joe Biden. This, Rob, is the thing that Democrats and the mainstream media are absolutely terrified of is Joe Biden being back front and center on the global stage because nobody's been paying attention this week to the fact that Joe Biden calls Cambodia, Colombia, because, hey, uh, everybody uses those two countries. Uh, the fact that Joe Biden's nodding off, he's falling asleep, is a joke when it comes to the global stage. But now the midterms are past us. Now Joe Biden is front and centered, and the Democrats have to defend him. The media's in a pickle because they want to attack President Trump, but they can't. Even they know that they can't amplify or bump up Joe Biden. Saturday Night Live makes fun of Joe Biden every week. They realize they're in a tough spot, and so I think their their attacks on President Trump are uh, foiling at best. Um, a couple of other things here uh, I want to mention. Um, the Wall Street, or no, the Washington Post had to admit the truth that Trump's documents found at Mar-a-Lago were not nefarious. In fact, uh, the lion's share of them were just materials he wanted to keep as trophies or mementos. That's what the Washington Post said this morning. Uh, damage was already done, by the way. This was a, a raid, a wholesale raid on Donald Trump, like the one, by the way, that uh, Rudy Giuliani just went through, and he was cleared, by the way. Um, so what do you have to say about uh, all of that and why the raid happened? I think you know the answer. Well, I think we've seen it always ever since President Trump came down the escalator. I mean, there's going to be continued attacks on him, whether it be legal attacks or arresting attacks, the state level, federal level, any level you can think of, going back to impeachment one, impeachment two, Russia, 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 the January 6th committee. <laughs> yes, and even yes. now, here's the rub. Let's not bury the big, huge lead. You have a Democratic member of Congress that's trying to push legislation, trying to invoke the, I believe, the 14th Amendment to say that President Trump can't run for office anymore. They realize the matchup of Biden versus Trump is terrifying for establishment Democrats, but they realize they're probably stuck with Joe Biden. Now they're thinking maybe there's some kind of legal maneuver to try to bump President Trump off of the the ballot. And that that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, Jason, because Joe Biden and his incredible leadership led to the best midterm uh, uh, result for a Democrat since John Kennedy. How's that possible, Jason? Well, except for the fact that Nancy Pelosi uh, was fired and uh, Biden's usage was being sent to Maryland. No knock on Maryland. I know that's uh, where where folks are listening right now. But that's where Joe Biden was sent in the run up to the midterm. So uh, they want the media and the Democrats want to talk about Trump. They don't want to talk about Joe Biden. 
that's why they're in this tough position right now. Let me ask you, this is not necessarily related to uh, the race or anything, but the FBI is planning on extraditing Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the head of FTX. FTX uh, got uh, billions, uh, a lot of money from Ukraine. A lot of Ukrainian money to uh, spend on American elections, $40 million the last election cycle with Democrats, $10 million on Joe Biden in 2010, and he wanted to spend $1 billion on the 2024. Uh, do you have any info on what's going on there? And do you suppose with Republicans in charge of the House that we'll get to the bottom of, uh, of our money going to Ukraine wholesale and uh, the Ukrainian government investing in FTX, which gave money to Democrat can and Mitch McConnell, I might add as well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Sam Bankman free needs to start getting in prison shape. I don't think this is going to end particularly well for him. I, was, I got a good chuckle, probably it was the journal this morning, saying that Bankman free has been trying to raise some money so he can try to pay people back. Like, no, I think you're probably raising money to go to a country uh, where we don't have an extradition agreement. Um, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, you actually downplayed it, Rob. The number per Forbes magazine was that Bankman Freed and his two top deputies spent 69 million dollars on democratic candidates during the midterm elections wow. that's a lot of money a lot of money that's clearly uh, a lot of money that's scammed a lot of money that's fake and uh, boy is someone who supports the, the notion of a decentralized uh, economy and especially decentralized lending so we don't have all the power consolidated in banks and such i think bankman three probably did um, irreversible damage to uh, the crypto community and uh, uh, boy what an absolute dirtbag Unbelievable, and a billion dollars is uh, is essentially gone, um, and uh, sixty nine million dollars on a midterm election. It clear, it's very clear to me that the only way you can really get access in Washington D.C. is to have a whole lot of money or just become a woman two hundred days ago. Either one of those things are going to get you in the Oval Office, Jason. Jason, have you thought about that? Because I got to tell you, once you lose the facial hair, I think you could be a very attractive woman. <laughs> Um, man, I did, uh, Rob, I did not have that on my bingo card for uh, today's topic. Uh, so I'm going to say that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable right where I am. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, let's talk about uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Looks like he's going to be the Speaker of the House again, uh, despite a lot of uh, Americans uh, saying, uh, no, not no, mm -mm, I don't think so. Uh, nothing can be done about that. Um, your thoughts about Kevin McCarthy and then possibility of perhaps Mitch McConnell being ousted. What do you think? Yeah, so on uh, Mitch McConnell, so they just uh, literally just a couple of minutes ago approved him for another round as minority leader. Oh, dear leader. God. And minority leader, not majority leader. So okay, we, spent yeah. dollars, we spent a few more dollars in Arizona, a few more dollars in Nevada, and uh, guess what? A few more dollars in Georgia, he's majority leader, or someone else maybe is majority leader. Um, I think that you're going to see President Trump uh, very smartly run a bit of a triangulation here. Uh, picking up on the theme from last night um, uh, about being your voice, being someone who's going to run against Washington, you can't have a conventional candidate, you need someone different to really go and fight the Beltway establishment. Think back to 2016. One of the biggest lines he had is, I'm running against the failed politicians from both parties. Gives President Trump a chance to be the man of the people, but also say, look, I have no problem disagreeing with the Washington insiders, Republican or Democrat. All right. Listen, Jason, we do have to run. I greatly appreciate you uh, joining me today. Uh, where can people find you on social media? At Jason Miller in D.C. on Getter. You have to be on Getter. I've got to follow at Rob Carson Show, one of my favorite accounts on Getter. That's where it is. You have the streaming content, the energy, the excitement. Uh, we had something near the neighborhood of a million people watching President Trump and give his speech last night on Getter. Got to get an account. All right. Thank you very much. I do appreciate you.
Thank you, Jason. We'll talk again soon. Uh, real quick, by the way, uh, Newsmax is conducting a national poll asking Americans who you'd like to vote for. See, uh, unlike MSNBC, um, uh, they, you know, they've already made up your mind for you. Uh, Newsmax isn't. So if you would like to, uh, just go ahead and uh, text the word VOTE to 39747. Vote to 39747, and then they'll walk you through that. Then they will give you the results of the, uh, of the poll. So Trump or DeSantis, ask a couple other questions who you'd want on the ticket if Trump was a winner. Who did you vote for last time and all that stuff. But this would be, I think, some very good, uh, useful information for you uh, and others, by the way. So, again, uh, 39747 is the number and the, uh, and the word is um, vote, is vote. A couple of things I want to mention about the economy. And then uh, the next segment, we will get to Arizona. I promise you, because I got a lot of thoughts on Arizona. There's a lot of junk going on with Arizona. Middle-class shoppers turn to discount supermarkets as soaring inflation hits household targets. Uh, budgets, I should say. Walmart and Dollar Store boast of gaining wealthier customers. Uh, don't worry about it, though, because you can pay for everything with abortion and January the 6th. I just want to tell the Democrats in the audience, if you are looking to go to, because uh, you can't afford Whole Foods anymore for your hummus and tabbouleh, uh, and you want to go to Walmart or Dollar General, Dollar General, not the best uh, hummus or tabbouleh, I'll just tell you that. Um, but apparently a lot of people are going to uh, the discount stores, even people who make money, while bread go for four seventy nine and eight ninety nine respectively at the high-end Whole Foods, the same items go for nearly as much as Walmart and even less at Dollar General. Why do you suppose people need to do this? Oh, yeah, because inflation's gone up, uh, you know, like 8%, which is a thousand times higher inflation rate than when Donald Trump was in the office. Butter goes for $9.99 at Whole Foods, and it goes for $4.48 at Walmart, $4.45 at Dollar General. Flour fetches $6.39 at Whole Foods and $3.83 at Walmart, $4.50 at Dollar General. There you go. Oh, also, Amazon. Amazon, uh, this week, the New York Times has verified that they are going to lay off 10,000 employees as soon as this week. The largest downsizing in the firm's history. New York Times uh, notes the company's mass layoffs during the holiday shopping season, a time when the company is extremely busy, tends to focus on stability as a sign of continued downturn of the global economy. Many businesses are facing pressure to become leaner in order to survive the current economic climate. Again, pay for it with your abortion or January the 6th. Seriously. Oh, and then uh, Facebook has uh, laid off 11,000 employees, 13% of its staff. Now, you can thank yourself for that, by the way, because you're the ones who said, uh, screw Facebook for uh, electioneering and working with the FBI. And the same thing happened to CNN Plus and CNN and MSNBC with their ratings. That's just you and me. That's not Biden's economy. But, again, if you're suffering in Biden's economy and you voted Democrat, uh, don't worry. You should be getting your abortion credit card in the mail, and you should be able to put everything on it. No big deal. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Oh, by the way, U.S. household debt has uh, jumped to $16.5 trillion, an increase of 8.3%, fastest rise since 2008. Why is that? Well, because uh, people are putting their stuff on credit card. You ever been there before? 
You ever been there where you didn't have enough money and you just said, oh, my God in heaven, how are we going to buy groceries? How are we going to do this? Let's just put it on the credit card. Max that credit card out. whole lot of people are doing that. Soaring inflation has pushed many Americans to tap lines of credit as they struggle to afford high car prices, more expensive homes, and elevated gasoline prices. But again, don't worry. Just uh, just get that uh, abortion credit card from the Democrat Party and you'll be taken care of because, you know, abortion, abortion, abortion. Yeah, there is that. Donald Trump uh, announced he's going to run for president. Jim Gossett did this do you hear the people sing singing a song of donald trump it is time to take the democrats and biden to the dump oh, yeah. trump is going to run again hear the beating of the drums he will drain the swamp and throw out all the bombs. I hope so. Will you join in our crusade and help the Donald win? Make sure the Democrats take it on the chin. Or? And join in the fight that will make us great once again. Do you hear the people sing? Sing a song of Trump's return. We love you, Ron DeSantis, but you should wait your turn. Trump is going to run again. He will be the nominee. And in two years, once again, we will be free. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. By the way, uh, Jim Gossett has a live show in Atlanta on December the 3rd. I hope that uh, as the show progresses and gets bigger, I will join him on stage. But he uh, does a great comedy show. It's going to be Saturday, December the 3rd in uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to give you the number if you want to get tickets, okay? And then I'll post it on social media, all my social media at Rob Carson's show. The number is 678-829-SHOW. 678-829-SHOW. Uh, look at newsmakerline.com is another place, newsmakerline.com. But again, December the 3rd, all the new parody songs we've done, impressions, comedy, tickets are only 20 bucks. There you go. So uh, social media or uh, you can go to 678-829-SHOW. And then also, while we're uh, writing down numbers, you can vote for Trump or DeSantis. Um, and you can just go to, uh, uh, this is Newsmax, by the way, conducting a national poll. And all you got to do is uh, text the word VOTE to 39747, 39747. Uh, text the word VOTE there, and uh, you can get a response and see exactly uh, what you need to do. By the way, uh, message and data rates apply and all of that stuff. So you can do that. Oh, oh, another thing um, uh, with the economy. Again, uh, just put it on the abortion and January 6th credit card. Democrats, because... That's what you voted for. Billionaire Jeff Bezos tells families uh, to not buy new cars and TVs. He's the guy who's laying off 11,000 people. He owns um, Amazon. Says Americans, uh, uh, they need to hold off, prepare for a recession. Joe Biden says we're not in a recession. By buying, uh, holding off buying on big screen, uh, big big ticket items like TVs and cars, he predicts the U.S. economy may be in contraction. That's okay. Just breathe, breathe, breathe. Focus, focus. Americans uh, can take risk off the table by keeping their cash for a rainy day, said the Amazon founder, as he outlined his top tips for surviving a recession. Why would he do that? I've never heard him say that before. He normally just lives in that hollowed-out volcano and has a cat that doesn't have any hair. Oh, and then kids' toys are shrinking due to inflation, by the way. 
Toys uh, companies like Wowie and MGA Entertainment have begun producing miniature versions of their popular toys and selling them at slash, at slash prices to save money. Bratz Dolls, by the way, uh, introducing 200 products under $10 for the holiday season because, you know, the economy and everything. Uh, one of the new products is a 2-inch take on the original 11-inch Bratz doll. And, by the way, you'll be stepping on each of these toys in the middle of the night in January. Thought you should know that. That, parents, let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, what a week away from uh, Thanksgiving, right? <clears throat> Thanksgiving next Thursday. Uh, I'm uh, taking next week off, and you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. i do two things. I'm going to put up Christmas decorations like nobody's business, and I'm going to spend most of my time in the kitchen because that's what I do. It's cathartic. It's like therapy. And God knows I've, uh, I've you know, flirted with therapy before. i got to tell you, you're, you're probably better off just doing something else, you know, laying on the couch. How about go to the gym? You know, how about uh, how about go to the kitchen and cook for your family? How about hang up some Christmas decorations? How about back off the antidepressants and the anti-anxiety meds and maybe just, I don't know, breathe? How about that? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do next week. I can't wait. I can't wait. I will be uh, posting to social media. But if you're expecting, uh, you know, political uh, arguments and whatnot, you're probably going to get like uh, ham hocks and bean videos. That I'm just going to tell you. Because honestly, that's what I think we need. I think we need food for the American soul right now. Because uh, a lot of people are on a, what I would consider to be, and I'm not meaning to uh, sound like I'm beating the drums of war, but I will tell you that I do believe that the country as a whole is on a what we call a revolutionary war footing, which is what uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson said before the election. We're kind of on that, that unease, that we can't trust anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now that uh, I, I was thinking earlier today, I thought, you know, the, the biggest revolutions in the history of the world and then I thought, no, 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 no. All of the revolutions in the history of the world that ended bad for the elites uh, started with the powers that be telling the people how great things are and the people saying, you know, I don't think so. I think it actually kind of sucks. I think things are really bad right now. I'm not happy right now. And and honestly, uh, kind of done with this nonsense. Just kind of done with it. And that's kind of where we are right now. We're told to believe that everything is fine. We're told to believe. And listen to this. Listen. There's a poll. This is last week before the, uh, the election. Uh, overwhelming percentage of voters in Senate battleground states dissatisfied with the direction of the nation after new, nearly two years of Democrats controlling the administrative straight state the legislative branch and the executive branch of the federal government i know this is weird right because uh, we're made to believe that uh uh, we wanted more of this that, that's happening now, the inflation and the, the open border and the war possibly uh, between Russia and us and the Ukraine getting billions and billions of dollars and apparently either accidentally launching a missile from uh, their, uh, an anti-aircraft missile into, into Poland, or they just launched a missile into Poland to kind of stir things up a little bit and then lie about it and then get a lot more money from us. But, you know, whatever, who cares? Doesn't really matter, right? Right now, because everything's perfect in America today. But listen, 67% of voters said at battleground states believe the nation was on the wrong track. 
Uh, that include uh, people in uh, Nevada and Arizona. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny because, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona just supposedly reinvested in the uh, in uh, the the candidate who uh, who uh, was for open borders, even though. 80% of Arizonans say that the border is out of control. They want it shut down. It, it's kind of strange. And then, of course, there was all the election shenanigans that we're going to get into. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to get into all of that because I'm telling you, this is blowing up around the country. This is this is blowing up, but really blowing up in Arizona. And we're going to get to that. So uh, uh, 23% of voters in swing states said that the nation was headed in the right direction. And that included in uh, uh, Nevada, 23% of the voters said that uh, they're going in the right direction. We should keep doing this. We should vote for Katie Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, and Mark Kelly. Uh, you know, then there's a Georgia, same way, and uh, New Hampshire, and North Carolina, all these. So um, the recent Heritage uh, Foundation shows that uh, Americans have lost $4,200 in annual income since Biden assumed office. But we are made to believe that we want more of this. Now, I did a, a monologue on Monday that's blowing up on the, uh, on the interweb, and it's called What We Are to Believe, if you believe what happened in the midterms. And now, am I alleging voter theft or you're a denier? Well, um, no, you know, I'm just saying... If you are to believe what happened in the midterms, then you have to believe the list of things that I went over. And if you'd like to see that, it's on my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show. It's lengthy. Somebody called it a, uh, what do they call it the other day? They called it a manifesto. Isn't there? No, not a manifesto. Was it a screed? No, 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 no. It was just a monologue. There's just a bunch of thoughts that you need to consider when you look at the midterm elections and, and what's happening right now. And uh, it's just kind of strange. But the uh, the biggest and only revolutions in the entire world happen when the powers that be who are feasting and living life and loving life and living beyond the means of the average person in the society said to the people, everything is absolutely cool. And uh, if you really need some help, we can throw you some crumbs, maybe a little uh, COVID relief check right after the election in 2020, you know, something like that. But that's that's where a revolution happens. And I'm just going to say, generally, it doesn't end very well for the powers that be. All right? And, and I'm just I'm making these observations because I'm seeing things like, uh, for instance, oh, here's a big victory. Here's a big victory, according to the uh, Biden administration today. Listen to this. Is America finally winning the war on drugs? Now, uh, since Joe Biden has been in office, we saw last year 107,000 people die of overdoses from drugs. This is a gigantic increase from before. I mean, it's unbelievable. And part of it is because the open border and fentanyl streaming across the border. Chances are, you know someone who, if if not, you know, first person, maybe someone who knows someone who died of fentanyl poisoning. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't know anybody who died exclusively of COVID. Now, I'm not saying a lot of people didn't die of COVID. I'm not going there. I had COVID. It sucked. I could see where COVID could take down somebody uh, who's, you know, 80 years old or somebody who had multiple comorbidities. Absolutely 100%. I understand that because one of the number one ways that elderly people die in this country is because of pneumonia. All right. And pneumonia is a big deal. And when you get COVID, your lungs get, you know, and that's what happens. So I don't want to take away from that. Not, not one little bit. But I am going to tell you right now that uh, preliminary data showed that drug deaths were down in 2022. Now, uh, there were about uh, 107,600 people died of 
overdoses in the United States in 2021. When uh, Joe Biden was president of the United States, he still is, obviously. But this year, are you ready? And I'm just going to ask you to calm yourself down because you're going to be dancing around the office. You're going to be going, happy days are here again. Did you realize that drug overdose deaths dropped by 40 you're thinking, 40%? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, 40%. Oh, my God. Kids are going to be able to realize their dreams and not accidentally get an Adderall. They thought it was an Adderall. They got online, turned out to be fentanyl, and they ended up dying. No, it's 40 people. It was 40 people, yeah. Uh, preliminary data shows there are 107,600 uh, 7, fatalities estimated in the year to June 2022. The latest available, some 40 fewer than the tally in 2021. So we uh, we still had about 108,000 people die, but that's 40 less. And uh, the headline is America finally winning the war on drugs. I'd venture to say <clears throat> that the only way to really kind of win the war on drugs, it'd be like to return the just the fatalities to uh, the year before, to, to 2020. Or, or maybe before that. And then you'd be kind of like, okay, there you go. But 40 people died, which means the, the death rate's the same, and it's still ungodly, ungodly, ungodly awful. By the way, scientists are developing a vaccine to totally block the effects of fentanyl, which is a drug that's made in China and, uh, and then brought here and uh, brought across the border, and uh, people are dying of it. So now what they want to do is kind of like, I guess, what they did with COVID, uh, China exports a disease, and then uh, we pay for a giant vaccine that is supposed to work. Uh, it didn't really work with COVID. It didn't stop you from getting it. They say it maybe made your symptoms uh, less. That generally doesn't happen with vaccines. So there's that. Center for Disease Control and Prevention released preliminary data Wednesday covering the first six months of the year. Dr. Raul Gupta, the director of the White House Office of National Drug Policy, said in a statement, are you ready for this? Because the 40 less deaths of the 108,000 people who died in 2021. Today's data continue to show a hopeful trend of a decrease in overdose deaths. He also called for, are you ready for this? Uh, more federal funding to boost efforts to prevent drug deaths. There you go. So, uh, yeah, how good is that working for you? Again, the powers that be saying that everything is great, and the people saying, I don't really I don't really think so. I, in fact, I would venture to say that things are terrible, and uh, and I'm getting lied to by a lot of people, including uh, the, the, the party in power, and, and including the, the mainstream media and big social media. Now, it's kind of interesting because in, uh, in places like the Soviet Union, still in China, it's a lot easier for the uh, government to have a line about everything that you are supposed to believe. Because in Russia, there was uh, Izvestia, Pravda. These were state-run news agencies. And if you didn't uh, say exactly what the state wanted to, you died, you got killed, you got murdered. That's just the way it happens. Same thing in uh, China. Still happens today. North Korea. Are you kidding me? But in the United States of America... We have a free press. We have a First Amendment. It made us, I'm, I'm just going to say, the First and Second Amendments, one-two punch to, that made us the, uh, the most powerful nation in the history of mankind that became the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. One-two, First Amendment, freedom of speech and assembly and religion. Second Amendment, a gun to back it up. There you go. And, uh, and in Russia, they didn't have that. And in China, they don't have that and all of that. But look what happened in Russia. Here, uh, the mainstream media works along, I mean, part and parcel with the Democrats. That's it. We know this. It's a duh, you know, duh. And, and then we also know that the DHS, 
uh, and the FBI literally worked with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube to shut down anything negative about uh, COVID, the Afghanistan withdrawal, Hunter Biden's laptop, Russia collusion that actually was Hillary Clinton and the FBI uh, and the DOJ working together to scuttle Donald Trump's campaign, then surveil his uh, his uh, transition team and presidency. So all of that stuff is happening. And again, we go back to the uh, the basic principle that uh, whenever revolution happens in the world and has in the past, it's when those in power say everything's fine while they feast high on the hog and they tell the little people that everything's cool. And the little people go, uh, no, not really. No, not really. It's really bad, actually. Amber waves of pain. Here's another headline. <clears throat> Thanksgiving dinners will be 20% more this year. Did you know that? Uh, general inflation slashing the purchasing uh, power of consumers is a significant factor contributing to the increase in the average cost of this year's Thanksgiving dinner. Are you even bothering with the Thanksgiving dinner this year? I would venture to say many of you aren't. And if you are, you're probably considering going to a, uh, a food bank. Hmm. Listen to this. Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval, <laughs> Zippy Duval uh, remarked in a press conference that state and local chapters of the organization would conduct charity efforts to support families that cannot support or, or afford Thanksgiving meals, not take our food supply for granted, he remarked. Wow. Zippy's a dude. Anyway, uh, well, could be. I mean, anyway, as many of us gather with Thanksgiving and friends for especially, it's time for a giving a thanks and doing our part to help those who can't afford a big holiday feast. And, of course, the government says that uh, inflation it was transitory and it really doesn't exist and it actually dipped and it's only a 1,000% more than when Donald Trump was president. But everything's cool. There you go. Now, I've got some more uh, news uh, about the economy. I've got uh, some news. Oh, the Donald Trump poll we're doing on Newsmax because everybody was going to throw Donald Trump uh, to the wolves and uh, Donald Trump was over and everything. And all the people who've been nailing tr uh, 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 nails into Trump's coffin uh, suddenly decided that, yeah, they were going to continue to say that Donald Trump was over. Well, it turns out you guys are not saying that. And, and a lot of other people are kind of uh, are on to why they want to get rid of Donald Trump and move on to Ron DeSantis. We've got that. Uh, we've got your phone calls. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. Thanksgiving is next week, and, uh, yeah, it's going to cost you about 20% more this year. thought you should know, but that's okay. That's okay, because Joe Biden is in charge, and uh, the American people have placed their faith in uh, in his leadership, and uh, and they love the way everything is in the country. Um, it is kind of uh, it is kind of strange that way that uh, Democrats, too, also, it's interesting, <clears throat> because, you know, whenever you, uh, there are times in your life that if you've been on the planet long enough, uh, you know when something's going to fail because you have life experience and, and you can tell. And, uh, and, and generally there are people who are, you know, maybe, maybe they're younger, maybe they're naive and they, they just immediately think, oh, you know, uh, I've got a new idea. We're going to change everything, blah, blah, blah. And then the people, uh, you know, the, the people who have some life experience are going, no, this, this isn't going to work. And, and I'm just going to say that if this entire model with regard to uh, Democrat leadership is not going to work, and the people don't like it, not one little bit. Home builder sentiment drops to its lowest level in a decade. Construction firms are hit by soaring costs and scarce demand for, uh, from cash-strapped buyers. Remember, the, remember like two years ago 
when the home building market was amazing and a lot of people were thinking about buying a new house, maybe having one built. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I've got a, a 1987 house, uh, a builder-grade nightmare, um, and, uh, and we had to fix it up myself, and, and I've always dreamed of buying a new house. That's out the window. <laughs> that is out the window because, uh, you know, right now I've got a 3% interest rate for 30 years, and the average is about 7% now. So there's that. But anyway, the National Association of Home Builders, uh, they say that uh, uh, that uh, the 11th consecutive month of declining sentiment and the lowest level for the index is 2012, uh, excluding a brief plunge in 2020 at the onset of the pandemic. Higher interest rates have significantly weakened demand for new homes as buyer traffic is becoming increasingly scarce, according to uh, NAHB Chairman Jerry Conter. But apparently people want more of this. Oh, this is where it gets real for cul-de-sac dwelling women like my wife, even though we don't really live in a cul-de-sac now. Target earnings plunged 52%. This is bad news for big SUV driving yoga pants wearing Chardonnay swollen pool moms. Oh, my Lord. Target earnings plunged 52% as it suffers a $400 million loss due to organized theft rings and inflation forces uh, forcing down prices while retail sales rose 1% in October as consumers spent more on gas, food, furniture, and cars. And then there's the organized theft. So uh, Target, Target, I know Target. Target is suffering. Uh, the company's struggle comes after Walmart and Dollar General boosted average uh, performances on Tuesday as more middle-class shoppers pinched by inflation turned to discount supermarkets. So there's a little bit of that. But everything is cool, and everybody needs to uh, you know vote for Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. Um, and then this, listen to this. So the Fed is telling you that the way that we can bring inflation down, are you ready for the ultimate insult to injury? Because, you know, I mean, I know things aren't real good where you are if you're middle class. You know, if you uh, if you have a, a house and you're making payments on it and you've got uh, two jobs now because it's not enough and your utility bill's raising by 30% this winter and all of your grocery prices have gone through the ceiling and you haven't gotten a raise. But here is what they're saying. Federal Reserve... A member of the Federal Reserve, Christopher Waller, one of six members of the Fed's board in a speech in Phoenix, Arizona, said that employers should stop giving pay raises to their staff, and that will help bring down inflation. There you go. So if we want to solve this, um, you, you, you can't get a raise. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, my God. He pointed out there's almost uh, two jobs for every person looking for work, and their wages were rising faster than they have in Texas uh, in decades, making the target of 2% inflation even tougher to reach. He says, wage growth has been a contributing factor to inflation, especially in the service sector, so it is important to get the labor market into balance better uh, by uh, to bring future wage growth down to a more sustainable level that will assist in moving overall inflation lower. At any other time, I'd get pretty unhappy about slowing growth, but not now. So the Fed is saying the solution to the problem is not the Fed. It's that you, uh, you're you making too much money. And you should make less. There, yeah, there's that. Again, revolutions throughout history have been caused by those in power creating realities that aren't true. Telling you that everything is great. Telling you they're doing a great job. 
uh, hoping that the tools of the state, and in our case, the big social media, the mainstream media, will shout down those who disagree enough that the revolution won't happen, you see. So uh, I have got some good news about the House of Representatives. I've got some unbelievable audio with regard to uh, Donald Trump running again and how people are beginning to say, you know, not ready to get that Ron DeSantis tattoo yet. I'm going to wait on that for a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I uh, understand that uh, Nancy Pelosi is giving her uh, farewell address to the House today. Apparently, the House has been literally, I mean, not literally, figuratively dropped on her. <laughs> there you, somebody fed me that line this morning. I thought that was pretty funny. The House dropped on Nancy Pelosi, and, and there her little shoes are sticking out. Just go ahead and grab them, and those, uh, those uh, striped socks will just curl up and disappear underneath the uh, House of Representatives. But uh, Nancy Pelosi is now officially history. Here's some of the uh, reaction from the crowd in the House of Representatives to her announcement that she will no longer be seeking public office. Dorothy, the wicked witch is dead. Hey, Dorothy, the wicked witch is dead. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, I know. I was, I was waiting on that one too. You know, as a comedy writer, you got to kind of sometimes reach for the low-hanging fruit. But I would venture to say that <clears throat> the only thing that she really ever did was be the first woman. Speaker of the House. And that's about it. I mean, if you can think about how life has gotten better since she became the Speaker of the House in the United States of America, how everything has gotten better, how we're freer, uh, how we're making more money and everything, uh, please explain how she's been able to do that. Uh, or basically just say she didn't do anything, really. Just a lot of political posturing and enriching herself and all of her cronies, which is what she did. Because originally when she, I think when she went to the House, she's worth a few million dollars. She's worth between 130 and $300 million now, and uh, she was making $170,000 a year. So I need to figure out how to do that. I really do need to figure out how to do that. So we did this uh, poll on Newsmax, and uh, it's still going on, by the way, and it's basically to gauge how you feel about Donald Trump running for president or Ron DeSantis. <clears throat> Ron DeSantis has not said he's going to run for president. Right now he's the governor of, uh, of Florida. He's doing a great job, by the way. And he had a great victory. Part of that has to do with uh, people moving from places like New York and California where Democrats have made life a living hell to Florida, which has said, come on in, don't pay any income tax. By the way, also that happens in Tennessee. A lot of people moving to Tennessee. A lot of people moving to Tejas by the way, Texas. And, uh, and so part of that, and then also Ron DeSantis put in these uh, unbelievably awesome um, voter verification rules. All right, so you got to show your ID. There's no massive early va ballots. There are no, there are, there were a lot of mail-in ballots, of course, because, you know, you sometimes you're in the military, sometimes you're infirmed or whatever. And then they counted all the ballots on election day. And lo and behold, uh, it sounds like the voice of the people was actually heard. And so, ta-da. And a lot of people are going, hey, man, that means Ron DeSantis has to be the president of the United States. And they're forgetting that, you know, Donald Trump did a hell of a job as the president of the United States, all the while taking incoming fire from the day he came down the escalator. And, uh, and he wasn't done. And, and a lot of us say he wasn't done. We want more of it. Because Donald Trump is the only person right now we can absolutely depend on to say no 
to people like Nancy Pelosi and say no to the what is now becoming an oligarchy in this country. He's the only person that I reliably can look at and say he changed the GOP. He changed Washington, D.C. Those who hated him in Washington, D.C. and drove him out of Washington, D.C. are still saying they don't want Donald Trump to go back to Washington, D.C., even though they are also telling you he has no chance of winning. Okay, so that's why I'm saying, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm leaning towards Donald Trump right now. But here's the poll if you want to text. It's a, a, th- a vote, the word vote, to 39747. 39747 takes just a couple seconds to vote. And, uh, you know, usual messaging and data rate supply and all that stuff. But uh, vote to 39747. Right now, about 60% of people taking part in this poll, which are not just Newsmax viewers. They're also, you know, people who listen to my show and my podcast, okay? Presumably a good share of them are Newsmax viewers, but some may not be. That's perfectly fine. So it is kind of, uh, you know, a a, a sample of uh, people, presumably, that are... um, Relatively conservative. I know, that's fine. But you can be relatively conservative and vote for uh, Ron DeSantis. So right now, it looks like Donald Trump's ahead 60 to 40. Okay? And and that's cool. That may change. It may get bigger for Trump. It may get bigger for DeSantis. But clearly, a lot of people, Ron DeSantis is top of mind because that was the most successful race. He and, uh, and Marco Rubio had the most successful vote margins in the country, Republican or Democrat. So people are going, you know, <clears throat> I think I'll get that Ron DeSantis tattoo right here. Just put it right here on the forearm or maybe on the shoulder. Or I could do a tramp stamp. Um, but I'm not going to do that. No, because uh, you know, I want to I wait. I want to wait. And when the same people who've been driving nails into Donald Trump's coffin say that Donald Trump is over and done, I go, hmm, why is that? By the way, uh, Representative Mike Garcia, former Navy pilot, scored an upset to uh, win in the strongly Democrat district Wednesday, handing GOP control of the chamber and giving the party a rare reason to celebrate in state dominated by Democrats. Now, listen to this carefully, because it's kind of interesting. The conservative Republican was reelected to a third term in a district that has a 12.5 percent point Democrat registration edge and was carried by then-president candidate Joe Biden by double digits in 2020. It was Garcia's third consecutive victory over Democrat Christy Smith, a former legislator. Now, Garcia was first elected in a special session in May of 2020, then was reelected two years ago by just 333 votes. He faced an even tougher challenge this year after his left-leaning district was redrawn and became more Democratic. And it looks like he actually ended up winning 54 to 45. That's kind of interesting. He flew over 30 combat missions during Operation Iraqi Freedom as the sole GOP House member with the district anchored in heavily Democratic Los Angeles County. And you know who else uh, lives there? Nancy Pelosi. I know, I know. So Garcia's win, which gave Republicans House control, came up came up uh, with a splash of political sass arriving in a state so solidly Democratic that a Republican hasn't won a statewide race since 2006. It's also the home to uh, Nancy Pelosi, California, known nationally as a liberal monolith, but pockets of conservative strength remain, even when they try to draw them out of the, uh, the you know, get rid of them with gerrymandering. He was able to win. And the sweetest thing, he was endorsed by Donald Trump, who Democrats say has no chance of winning whatsoever. Uh, Here's Seb Gorka, somebody who I really enjoy uh, hearing uh, on uh, Rob Schmidt's program the other night, talking about 
Donald Trump and his uh, and his uh, possibility of being the candidate and why he and I and a lot of other people aren't uh, going to change their mind because the GOP establishment bleeped up the uh, the midterms. And he's doing it again. He's not doing it for the money and he's not doing it for fame. He's doing it because he loves America. And I know something about journalistic professionalism. I know one thing for sure, Rob. Newsmax isn't going to choose a candidate. And they haven't, by the way. For the no. American people. Not now, not ever. We, we are two years away from an election. What the hell is Fox doing going crazy for Ron DeSantis? Yeah, it is kind of interesting about old Fox News, isn't it? Or anybody else. Exactly. There's, a, there's a really cool thing we do in America. And as an immigrant, I like to remind Fox News. It's called primaries. Last time we had 17 candidates. Yeah, this is all the stuff that I said uh, last week. And the toughest guy, the last man standing, became the president. How about the American people choose our nominee and not the Murdoch? Yeah, there is that. And then there's a Jason Whitlock. He's a, a political commentator. I love this guy. I think he's uh, amazing. I want to get him on the show sometime. But we kind of compete with each other. He's also a person of color. And he says he's not jumping off that Trump ship. Bending to the establishment. Everybody's bending to the establishment. Everybody's compromising their values and principles. Bending to the establishment. I'm not going to do it. I'm looking at Trump. They're trying to put this man in jail. Uh, they've done everything possible. The establishment yeah. on the right and the left have done everything they can to destroy this man. Yeah, and I'm it's not jumping ship. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Democrats are, uh, pushed legislation to ban Trump from ever holding office. Just yesterday this happened. Democrat Representative uh, David Cicilline floated legislation that would bar former President Trump from ever taking office again. The Hill newspaper reported that he sent a letter to the House Democrat colleagues Tuesday uh, previewing a forthcoming bill. He says, I have drafted legislation that would prevent Donald Trump from holding public office again under the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment Section 3 Disqualification Clause banned individuals from holding office if they engaged in an insurrection. Now, uh, there was uh, an impeachment of Donald Trump after he left office that said there was no insurrection. And the FBI said that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. Trump was impeached in the House, acquitted in the Senate. Yeah, because of insurrection. But they're trying to prevent him from ever holding office again. Which, again, makes me kind of wonder, uh, why are they doing that when he's not a threat and he's done and he's no longer whatever? Why, why are the enemies of you and me who call this fascists? who called us racists and white supremacists, and now are saying, come with us and work with us and leave Donald Trump behind, why are they still concerned about Donald Trump? I'm just kind of wondering. I, it, it's just kind of strange. Here's Steve Bannon, by the way. Steve Bannon had a great... Um, you're, you're quoting a lot of left right-wing extremists. No, no, actually, pretty, uh, pretty great thought leaders, actually, and there's a reason why Steve Bannon has about 60 million followers. Uh, here he is talking about uh, alternatives to Trump. Uh, just go through all of them. They're going to be looking for a uh, an alternative to Trump because they want they don't want to effectuate the policies we need to make sure that the working class, the middle class, are not eviscerated in this country. Since 1972, listen to that again. Hold on. Uh, just go through all of them. They're going to be looking for a uh, an alternative to Trump because they want they don't want to effectuate the policies we need to make sure that the working class and middle class are not eviscerated in this country. Yeah, there you go. Donald Trump is the only candidate you know uh, who is tried and true a defender of you and me. 
the middle, a lot of them, you know, maybe uh, middle class, you could be but, upper middle, whatever the hell, but the, the, the common people. Since 1972. Listen to this. Just to make sure people understand this. Since 1972, blue collar workers in this nation adjusted for inflation have had a 12 cent wage increase. You've now had 19 months in a row of, of real wages dropping. But I want to make sure people understand, since 1972, blue-collar workers... Remember what I said about the revolution, that uh, all revolutions in the human history have stemmed from a, uh, a ruling class saying that everything's great and awesome and wonderful, and the uh, the people who are uh, the average people say, no, no, they're terrible, and you're making things worse. This nation, adjusted for inflation, have had a 12-cent um, wage increase. And probably the best run you ever had was in the summer, fall, and Christmas of 2019 under Donald Trump. Yeah, there was that, right? There was that. I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I've got a nephew named Jason, and he lives in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I couldn't be prouder of him. And he's like, he's only like six years younger than me. He's like br- a brother. Um, but, you know, he's got a little house, and they just paid off their little house. And uh, he works his rear end off. He's got a snow removal business in the uh, wintertime, and he's got, uh, he, he puts in, uh, uh, sprinkler systems and, and stuff like that. He's got really rough hands in the whole deal. And a lot of people in his neighborhood where the median income is probably less than 30 grand uh, think he's rich because he's got a Jeep and he's got a pontoon boat and he has a little um, little one-bedroom vacation condo at Lake of the Ozarks. And there are people in leadership in this country who think that's too much. <laughs> they think that's too much. Do you hear what I said about the, the Fed, the guy on the Fed who said that uh, what we need to do to control inflation is to stop people from getting raises? That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of tone deafness that exists, you know, up top. Uh, I've got a little bit more. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to play it right here. Here's a little bit more from Steve Bannon, and this is what I have said, and I just want you to be prepared for it. The um, Right now, 0.5% of our nation, 0.5%, and that would include Ken Griffin and Steve Schwartzman. And all these guys that are the, uh, the anti-Trump wing, the anti-Trump money wing, the 0.5% own more assets than the bottom 90% of the nation. Okay? The bottom 90% of the nation. Now, I don't mind us and them. I don't mind people making a lot of money. I just don't like the people at the top enriching themselves when they've got really, really close ties to government officials uh, while we all, we all feast on the crumbs. This is exactly what we fought a revolution against. Huh. Uh, an aristocracy, not just a landed aristocracy uh, in England, but also a uh, a, a merchant, a, a rising oligarchy of merchants. The- yeah, I said that uh, last year. There's uh, we're becoming an oligarchy, and that's what Hillary Clinton loves and Barack Obama loves because they've always looked at Russia as the template. British East India Company. The the revolutionary generation knew what was going to happen to America unless we broke off from an empire on the rise, an mm-hmm. empire just yeah. hitting their inflection point of really becoming the most powerful. That's the shocking thing about the revolution because they understood what was going to happen. And here we are today. Yeah. And if you don't think times, if you don't think financial and economic times are going to get a lot tougher, then uh, you're certainly not watching the war room, okay? Because it's going to get a lot tougher. It's going to get a lot, you know, it's going to get a lot tougher for it. not going to get a lot tougher for Ken Griffin. It's not going to get a lot tougher for Steve Schwartzman. It's going to get a lot tougher for you. Yeah. And, by the way, for you Democrats who voted for more of the same, uh, and particularly you dead ones, um, uh, you know, um, American people didn't vote for this. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. 
It's the Rob Carson Show. And I have a plea for the Republicans and advice. If you embrace MAGA, you're going to keep losing. You're going to lose more. The embrace of MAGA in 2018, 2020, and 22 didn't work. We welcome you to work with us on a bipartisan basis to get things done for the American people. Well, that is weird because uh, now the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago, you were a white supremacist and a mega fascist and the whole deal, and they were threatening violence against you, and there are acts of violence happening all over the country. A hundred, uh, uh, what, crisis pregnancy centers burned or, or vandalized the whole deal. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but that guy, that, that person suddenly wants to uh, reach an olive out branch out to you and I. If you leave Donald Trump in the past. It's kind of uh, kind of weird. Here's Liz Harrington talking about Donald Trump. In, and listen, this isn't about an endorsement of Donald Trump. That's not what I'm doing. You make up your mind. I'm just saying, why are so many people saying no to Donald Trump when they've been calling you names and shouting you and attempting to destroy you for like seven years? President Trump knows exactly right what this mission is and how tough it's going to be. And he's got the scars to prove it. It's already been a tough fight. That's why he's uniquely qualified to lead this fight. And it's all about saving our country. And he said it last night, it's not about him. It's about this movement. It's going to take this movement to save this country. Everyone knows how bad things are right now. They probably will get worse. But they also know it doesn't have to be this way. And you talk about the working man and woman, what do they want? They just want to get ahead and be left alone. Yeah. But the problem is they're not going to leave you alone. No. They're going to take your job. They've probably already done that. They're going to shut you down. They're going to put a mask on your kid. They're going to open your border. They're going to weaken your wages. They're going to send your kids off to endless wars to enrich themselves. But guess what? We know what's going on. We're getting involved and we're going to win this together. Yeah, you would think, and, and I'll tell you also, and, and this is something I, I and I and I did my uh, my big monologue called uh, "If We Are to Believe," the twenty twenty midterm election. What we have to uh, what we have to say? Oh, okay, okay. And there's a list. It's like I read, it's like six pages long of things we have to believe to believe the results of the midterm election. Am, am I talking about uh, election fraud? I don't know. Maybe who know a little bit of that. But uh, certainly a lot of misleading, uh, a lot of lying, a lot of uh, uh, abortion in January the 6th, and Republicans are evil and all that. And then when they get the victory, you've got uh, Chuck Schumer, who's just an awful, awful person telling you, leave that behind. No big deal. I love you guys. Leave Trump behind. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming up, I've got uh, a bunch of news. Yesterday we touched on it briefly, and that was the uh, the supposed nuclear secrets in Mar-a-Lago and how we were uh, pummeled, pummeled, and made to believe that Donald Trump had stolen nuclear secrets. And I've got some audio media montages uh, all saying that Donald Trump did this. And then yesterday or the day before, the Washington Post say, came out with a legit story, said, no, they were just mementos and, and things that he felt were his. So I'm going to get into that. Then we're going to get into Arizona because there's a lot of stuff going on in Arizona. And Carrie Lake is not conceding. And I say, oh, hell yes. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. 
Yay. I have a feeling there will be a few people maybe, maybe taking, uh, maybe you're taking a week off. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> it's it's uh, my daughter's off school because, you know, they didn't get enough uh, time off during the COVID thing. And, you know, they're not off every freaking week anyway. I mean, it really is kind of ridiculous, right? Uh, the, the number of times that kids are out of school for whatever, it has really become a little bit much. Uh, you know, nothing against teachers. You know, they, thanks for what you do. But I hate to tell you this, <clears throat> coal miners don't get three months off in the summer. I'm just going to say it. I'm not meaning to insult you, but seriously, is it the toughest job in the world? I got to imagine it's pretty rewarding. You know, it can be really rewarding sometimes. But honestly, can we just get back to educating our kids? How about that? How about non? How about get rid of this nonsense? How about that? Uh, that you identify as eight different genders doesn't mean anything if you want a job. Not one thing. When you go out in the real world, I, I doubt very seriously. Elon Musk could go, oh, you're a transplanetist or something. Oh, yeah, we want you on board. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't need any skills. Really? It's just gotten to be a little much. I want to uh, give you a couple things here before we dive into this, uh, this, this virtue signaler who made a fortune guilting people with woke nonsense. FDX founder Sam Bankman-Fried became the ultimate example of uh, just being able to say, oh, I'm this and I'm that and you're not, and oh, I wish you were, but you know what? I'll just take your money and global warming and transgenderism. Okay. You saw the story about the 22-year-old man who ran over the police cadets. This is an unbelievable story. L.A. sheriff's uh, uh, recruits jogging down the street. 22-year-old guy slams into them, going 40 miles an hour, throws bodies everywhere. The recruits, they believe one has died. A number have been injured severely. Some have lost limbs as young people. And this person, Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez, was charged with attempted murder of a police officer released last night at 9.49 because uh, jail records cited they didn't have uh, a sufficient complaint. Due to the extreme complexity of the investigation, which includes ongoing interviews, video surveillance review, and additional evidence needed to be analyzed, homicide investigators have released Mr. Gutierrez from the Sheriff's Department custody. This is the country we live in. Oh, and they got a new very left of center mayor. So this is, uh, I'm sure they're going to love this. This is uh, at least 25 recruits were injured in a horrific incident on Wednesday. Five critically, some lost limbs. And they're going to release, they've, they've released him. They've released him. Wow. That's it, man. That's the world we live in. I haven't spent a lot of time talking about these four University of Idaho students who were found murdered. Because it is ungodly. It's beyond comprehension that a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, another 20-year-old, and another 20-year-old, 21-year-old, were slaughtered in their home. There were two other girls, I guess, in the, uh, in the residence. Uh, 911 wasn't called. 911 wasn't called for nine hours, which makes me kind of wonder if they were hiding, if they were terrified. Uh, if they ran out and they, they, they were terrified. I don't know. I don't know. It's just sickening. It's just sickening. Oh, oh, you, there's this new uh, new movie out. 
um, uh, Wakanda Forever. And, uh, you know, if you saw the first one, it was a good movie. Black Panther, good movie. It was a good movie. Uh, and a lot of uh, people of color are saying, you know, it's the first real time that we've embraced uh, the uh, African-American community uh, and a superhero. And, and that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, I would venture to say there are a lot of other ways to affirm the greatness of the black community, like, I don't know, Martin Luther King Jr. and, you know, Clarence Thomas and uh, Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan and, you know, he, uh, George Washington Carver and Harriet Tubman and all that. But, you know, that, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever, whatever. If you need a Marvel superhero movie to make you feel, you know, whatever, that's fine. I don't care. 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 The University of Southern California's Black Student Union invites, invited students to a free private party to see Wakanda forever. But they've asked white students not to attend. The uh, black-centered activity would not uh, would ideally not be inclusive uh, to other races, meaning it was uh, well, it's potentially illegal, by the way. So um, this is a quote from the university: "We are a loving, we are a loving, lovingly curating this space to support and affirm black people and black joy. We ask that our non-black allies support our intention of creating a black affinity and celebration space." Wow. Are you going to do that with drinking fountains and bathrooms? I don't know. I'm just asking. Wakanda Forever, the highly uh, anticipated sequel to 2018 Black Panther, the Marvel movie, Wakanda. Uh, like I said, I thought the first one was really good, you know? You know who my first, um, uh, one of my first superheroes was a black superhero. You probably have never heard of him. <coughs> you remember Schoolhouse Rock? There was a uh, black superhero named Verb. Verb, that's what's happening. And he was my hero. And I know it sounds really stupid, but he was cool. His music was cool. Excuse me. The music was really cool. Verb was this... I don't even... Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. I apologize. I'm just doing this on the fly. Uh, because, you know, Wakanda Forever, that's great. Um, hold on. Verb, that's what's happening. Um, this is this is Verb. This was my hero as a kid. Hold on. I got a commercial. Go past this. Here it is. Listen to this. Listen. Coolest theme song ever for a superhero. I get my thing in action. Verb. To be, to see, to feel, to live. Put my heart in action to run, to go, to get, to give. I'm sorry, it doesn't get cooler than that. And it features uh, a black superhero and a person of color going in to buy movie tickets to see Verb. Here's the ending. In action to work, to play, to live, to love. Okay, I'm a geek, but Verb was my uh, was my my superheroes. Just because you know, I mean, it's nerdy that he was Verb, but the, he was just cool. I mean, really, really, really cool. Uh, let's go to uh, Lisa in Gal Galena, Maryland. Hello there, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. So he was an action verb, huh? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Listen, uh, in Maryland, they have a law now where you can get an uh, mail-in ballot emailed to you, you print it out, you fill it out, yeah. you bring it in or mail it in, and it says in small print that someone at the election headquarters will take that 
and, quote, transcribe it onto a real ballot. Well, gosh, no problem there, I'm sure. What could go wrong? Unbelievable. They really think you're stupid, don't they, Lisa? Yeah. Now, my big beef that I called about is when did the Associated Press, AP, Mm -hmm. get to become the official arbiter of who has won an election? Let me give you an example. On election night, when I went to the Maryland State Election Board website, they had zero votes reported from anywhere in the state wow. at eight at eight nine o'clock okay and at nine thirty zero re- precincts reporting but at eight thirty an hour before when it was still zero the ap was sending out reports to all the major media that westmore the democrat had won the governorship yeah. in maryland now he's doing this they're doing the same thing in arizona they uh there are about forty five thousand votes at least still left to count there was only seventeen thousand votes difference between hobbs and lake and yet yesterday or it may have even been the day before uh when there were still enough votes to count that could have changed flipped the election no. They were already the AP, because we know now they're the official people, yeah. uh, saying that Hobbs had won. Yeah, you know what? I, I just, I, I say, uh, refuse, rage against the machine, do whatever you have to. Uh, it's nonsense. There's nothing like this in the country right now. There never has been an election like this, in the, exactly like this in the country, with the Secretary of State presiding over the election. Uh, she was in charge of, of correcting it. She was in office very little while she was running. She didn't do her job. And then she didn't do campaign appearances, and she didn't do debates. Dear God in heaven, we have to stop this by whatever means possible. And if that means shutting down the damn state it does not in a violent fashion but i mean i don't i don't know they're going to have to do something it's going to they're going to have to do a brazil they're going to have to do a brazil law that 10 years in jail i absolutely agree 100 we have to do yeah lisa 100 we got to take this seriously it is it is heartbreaking i told you i told you bourgeois proletariat once you take away we right now in this country bourgeois proletariat Bastille. We have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. with political prisoners. January 6th, political prisoners, right? Now Uh you've got the people are feeling that they have no say. When you combine all that together, you get revolution, Lisa. You get a revolution. And uh, the people are real close to saying we're not going to play along anymore. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to James. Yeah, let's go to James real quick. Uh, James, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? A couple questions for you real quick. Yeah. In Arizona, obviously, they can eventually get to a re- you know, revote everything. What would it tell to do that? And can the state, can the state individually say, "Hey, you know, we're going to have a federal holiday voting day, and that's it," or is that the other federal level? No, no, they can do it. I, be- I believe. Well, wait a minute. I need. I do investigate that before because uh, if there's a federal election involved, the presidency certainly they wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think. I'm not an expert on on law. What I can say is, and what I've heard echoed, because I can't be an expert on everything, uh, oh, is that they could do. Well, I know. I try. I try. I try. But I make <laughs> I a hell. Oh boy. Them. 
I got some great recipes, James. You should you should watch my cooking videos. I, I know as much about cooking as I do about politics. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, uh, audit or recap, or audit or a redo of the election. And I believe they have to get as many complaints about the election as they did vote separating the candidates. That's what I've heard. So aside from that, I'm not really sure about changing an election law. I wish I knew, but uh, but I do not. But you ought to try my guacamole. It's called Guac of Ages, and it's 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 all over the internet. There's millions of views of that video, by the way. I'll take a look. All right, bro. <laughs> Let's take a break. I do I do want to talk about this uh, cryptocurrency scandal that makes Bernie Madoff look like a a piker. Uh, that's coming up next. It's the Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show. If we get to it before the end of the show, CNN is putting out an edict. You can't get drunk on the air on New Year's. I mean, the only reason, I mean, on the air. You as a viewer, I presumably can. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're apparently going to limit the drinking to, like, uh, who was it? Anderson Cooper, I think. is. is all, <clears throat> we'll try to get that very shortly. I, I actually, one of the only things I like about watching highlights of CNN's coverage on uh, New Year's is they get drunk. Because it's the only thing that kind of makes them palatable. And it's kind of funny, too. It was a guy last year. They had this guy on last year. He was really funny. And I thought he was great. Hold on one second. I'll, I'll find it. They had a guy there last year who got drunk as hell, and he was really funny. And he gave him what for. He actually went after, he went after, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the former, yeah, here it is, here it is, here it is. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen last year was really funny, drunk on CNN. He went after the mayor and everything. I, I want him to continue getting drunk. So Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, uh, they're, they're, I guess, going to be able to get drunk. Uh, um, it looks like Don Lemon will not be allowed to get drunk. He, uh, he actually, uh, I think he got his ears pierced. I think really did. Don Lemon got his ears pierced. <clears throat> and then he also went on and got drunk. He says, you know, people don't like me because I'm a successful black man. And, of course, you know, that's nonsense because he made millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, and uh, whatever. So, Anderson, I guess I won't uh, talk about that later. I just did. <laughs> ah. So, did you uh, have any of your 401k and FTX <clears throat> cryptocurrency exchange, I guess? I, I don't know much about this, I'll be honest. I... Uh, I uh, have been too busy focusing on paying my bills to invest a whole lot of money in stuff like cryptocurrency and all that. Sam Bankman-Fried is the founder of the Collapse Cryptocurrency Exchange. Kind of reminded me, I guess, somewhat of, um, did you ever see uh, the movie with um, Tom Hanks, uh, the one about the uh, Catch Me If You Can? They kind of remind me of Catch You If You Can with Leo DiCaprio, except for the guy in charge of it was a uh, wild-haired uh, doofus, 30-year-old uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, he confessed that the uh, he had a fake window dressing of altruism, mostly a front, and that his performance was done so everyone likes us, is what he said. <clears throat> so what he would do 
is he would uh, he would uh, use um, you know buzzwords like diversity and inclusion and climate change, equity, justice, and impact. And of course, everybody be wanted to be down with that. And you know, crypto's pretty young, and this guy's like under thirty, so everybody wants to invest. It was a, it was a giant pyramid scam, is what it was. And and what happens with the pyramid scams? I've seen them enough times. I I had a guy try to go after me, uh, but then found out I don't have any money. Uh, but he tried to go after a friend of mine. Um, they create something, they create a product or at least an illusion of a product. Uh, you invest in the product and those at the beginning of the uh, scam will get see a return on their money and they use those for promotional purposes. And then all the while, if it collapses, then all the people at the end of the scam who've never received anything lose everything and that's what's happened. So this is the biggest wipeout of, of uh, wealth in a single day, a single day. It was valued at $32 million, a billion in February. And uh, in addition, one to two billion customer funds reportedly vanished from the, uh, the cryptocurrency exchange. He uh, contributed $5 million to Joe Biden in 2020. Second biggest individual donor to Democrats in the 2021-22. And, and uh, donated, well, I heard from uh, Jason Miller, $70 million. In May, Bankman Freed planned to donate north of $100 million to Democrats in 2024. Uh, and then he said he had a soft ceiling of $1 billion. He's hung out with, uh, with uh, Bill Clinton and others, and uh, he was featured to appear at a summit in New York City <clears throat> with uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, New York Mayor Eric Adams, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Tickets for that event were $2,500. So I don't think he's going to be there. And this is some of the fawning, including by a guy, I mean, honestly, who the hell listens to, uh, what's his name, Jim Kramer on uh, CNBC at this point, really? I mean, uh, honestly. Here's the, here's the fawning over a 30-year-old uh, virtue signaler swindler. They call him the J.P. Morgan of crypto, right? Yeah, <laughs> the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. <laughs> So why should you care about a floppy-haired, vegan, fidget-spinning crypto billionaire who occasionally sleeps on a beanbag chair? During the so that makes him cool. Called Crypto Winter, the 30-year-old CEO has been referred to as crypto's white knight. J.P. Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX. That's Jim Craner. Kramer. He's a doofus. Is he the Jay Gould of our era, or the is he the J.P. Morgan of our era? I think it's yet to be determined. Could be the Biltmore. Yet to be determined. Is he, the, is he Vanderbilt? He could be. The Vanderbilt, yes, the Biltmore. Is he Harriman? Possibly. Is he the Credit Mobiliar scandal? Is he Carnegie? All those were uh, businessmen who created empires and that sort of stuff. This guy was just a little putz who uh, faked a company, used virtue signaling, used uh, liberal guilt to get their money, gave a ton of money to crooked politicians, including Mitch McConnell, by the way. And then ultimately, uh, the whole thing fell down when somebody uh, wanted to cash out, I guess. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, in the, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and everybody wanted their money when the building in Malone collapsed, kind of like that, except for this guy's a complete sleazebag, uh, Politico. So uh, a lot of people lost their money. It's a shame. It is a shame. And uh, they're trying to extradite him from the Bahamas as we speak. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's The Rob Carson Show. 
Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We know that uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are under investigation thanks to the brand new Republican Congress, which, by the way, Lauren Boebert just won her race. Yay, Lauren Boebert! Love, 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 love. She, uh, her, her, uh, what the, uh, Adam Frisch. Adam Frisch conceded uh, defeat to Boebert, so congratulations to uh, Lauren Boebert. She's a firebrand. I, I like, I like Lauren Boebert. She's pretty awesome. I think she's really awesome. Uh, Jim Gossett just sold, sent me this, I should say. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Biden's heads are rolling. All the stuff they stolen. Bye bye. PC's meat fan. The orchestra and yelling. How many more? No telling. We'll roll to see the big guy. The cover up is failing. Hunter's right for jailing. This could be the end of the line. Round him up, throw him out, kick him out to the curb, shift the blame, don't involve the big guy. Cut him loose, let him go, tell him all, hit the road, just protect the big guy. The big guy should be roped and branded, cause they're all underhanded, all of them including the big guy. Hunter would like that. Tell them all, hit the door, move them out, fire them, do it for the big guy. Make them quit, force them out, can the rest do it for the big guy. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. That's nice. Jim Gossett. Uh, Jim Gossett, he's got a show coming up in, uh, in Atlanta, by the way, uh, December the 4th. No, 3rd. December the 3rd. And if you would like uh, details, you can go to my social media at uh, Rob Carson Show. Or go to NewsmakerLine.com. NewsmakerLine.com. If you want to see that show December the 3rd in, uh, in Atlanta. Oh, oh, and then also my TV show's on Newsmax this weekend. I uh, just got it and put it in the can. We just finished editing it. It's ready to rock and roll Saturday night and Sunday and Monday when Donald Trump watches it. Called Rob Carson's What in the World. Um, it's a smart, funny uh, political show. And uh, we're getting ready to make it into an hour. And we're going to start putting guests on and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Pretty cool. But quite popular, uh, and as much as two or three times as as popular as uh, as uh, Trevor Noah on uh, Comedy Central. Kind of weird. Sheila Jackson Lee drew a connection on Thursday between COVID nineteen and slavery. She's been pushing uh, reparations, uh, which is exactly what the black community needs: is a government check that will fix everything. Everything. A government check will probably work in uh, the you know the meth labs in southern Missouri for all those poor white people down there as well. Government check, it always does it, right? Doesn't it do it all with this uh, reparations thing completely? Will solve the ills uh, that uh, the Democrat Party has uh, foisted upon the African-American community. Uh, here is her, uh, her uh, leap of logic with regard to uh, COVID and how it impacted the uh, black community. This is great stuff. The purpose is to acknowledge the fundamental injustice and inhumanity of slavery in the United States and to establish a commission to study and consider a national apology and proposal for reparations for the institution of slavery. It was based on the premise of racism. There was, in fact, uh, no compensation, no life insurance, no salaries, and slaves were born, they lived and died. And that, that would be <clears throat> the thing, they, uh, they died. It was a long time ago. Uh, you know, uh, countries always in their past have uh, a whole lot of uh, mistakes. And we have done our level best to be more perfect union. By the way, slavery didn't exist in several colonies before 
we became the United States of America. So you should know that. Uh, here's a little bit more on the old COVID thing and reparations. And stands on the basis of facts. There is no doubt that we have been impacted. That DNA in the, trans, uh, the trajectory of slavery to today. For example, at COVID, uh, black African-Americans got COVID at a rate nearly one and a half times higher than that of white people. And this is related to slavery how? Hospitalized at a rate nearly four times higher and three times likely to die. COVID hit us very desperately. Interestingly, a recent peer-reviewed study from Harvard Medical School, Harvard Medical School, suggests that reparations for African-Americans could have cut COVID-19 transmission and infection rates both among blacks Oh, my God in heaven. She literally said that uh, uh, reparations would have (laughs) prevented COVID infection. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, listen to this. Here's here's the thing. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Uh, People who are race baiters and everything, I got some good news for you. Listen to this. Uh, uh, over time, uh, the uh, with regard to the gap in deaths between uh, blacks and whites and COVID narrowed and then didn't disappear until October 2021 when the nation's pattern of COVID morbidity changed with the rate of death among white Americans eclipsing other people. So more white people died. Yay! Congratulations! Oh my God, that is so great. More white people died of COVID than black people. We finally achieved equality in America. Wakanda forever. Post-analysis of COVID death data from the CDC and prevention from April 20 through the this uh, summer found the racial disparity vanished at the end of last year, roughly becoming equal, and then overall age-adjusted rate death for white people surpassed that of black and Latino people. So congratulations, uh, white people. Thank you for dying for justice. We do greatly appreciate that uh, white people coming through. For equality by uh, just so stupid. I mean, honestly, just just so stupid. Oh, and then there's the uh, this uh, was it the uh, G20 and this uh, this uh, organization that uh, uh, global health. They want to come up with a global health uh, passport for Americans and, and for the entire world at the G20 summit. And this is uh, Health Minister of Indonesia, Budi Ganadi Sadikin, saying that we need to get a vaccine passport if we want to travel anywhere in the world. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clocked the economy globally, you know, you can still... Probably- well, it's a little low, so I won't play that anymore. But that's what they want to do. And then, oh, check this out. <clears throat> so there's this guy in the, the, the World Economic Forum, and his name is Klaus Schwab. And what they're trying to do, the World Economic Forum, um, and, and he's, uh, you know, he's like Dr. Evil, and, and what they're trying to do is, this is the reason why all this nonsense is happening with uh, green energy and uh, wokeism and uh, all of this. This is all uh, part of this group of uh, elite people, 19 countries, uh, the G20, there's, uh, there's uh, 20 countries all together, uh, the, uh, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, blah, blah, and then there's this uh, 
uh, this World Economic Forum led by Klaus Schwab. And, uh, and here is his at the, at the G20. This is his uh, little statement about his plan for the world. They want to unite the world so there are no governments and all that. And so all countries suck as bad as, you know, the really sucky countries. And all the great countries have to kind of uh, do less, uh, uh, burn less, uh, be less... Uh, be less uh, successful and and became, become basically equal. It's communism. It, it's communism. And you instead of uh, low, raising the boats of uh, the the uh, the third world countries, they bring down the big countries. But here is a little bit from Klaus Schwab. What we have to confront is a deep systemic and structural restructuring. This is real. Listen, this guy isn't like uh, from Central Casting. He's real of our world. And this will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation. This guy is real. This guy is a Bond villain. He needs a shaved kitty in his lap. That sounded weird. Uh, and, and here, I actually I uncovered some old audio of his. This is uh, when, before the uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, voices changed a little, but same, same, uh, same temperament, uh, same accent. It would not be difficult, my fear. Nuclear reactors could... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. President. Nuclear reactors could provide power almost indefinitely. Greenhouses could maintain plant life. See, I'm listening. He just he, this is the same guy. Just oh. of course, is the transition into a multipolar world. Yeah, listen to it again. Here he is before. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. Quick survey would have to be made of all the available mine sites in the country. But I would guess that uh, dwelling space for several hundred thousand of our people could easily be provided. You know, uh, that is Dr. Strangelove, but um, wow. Who would have thought that uh, satire <clears throat> could be so uh, very close to reality in 2022, including the possibility of a uh, you know, nuclear issue. And a lot of world leaders who are very privileged and would be saved in bunkers and have lots and lots of cash stored up, uh, just kind of letting uh, the cards fall where they may. Yeah, kind of, kind of weird that way. Kind of weird. I watch a lot of movies. Uh, let's go to Alice in Catonsville, Maryland. Hello, Alice. How are you today? Oh, doing pretty well. Thank you, Rob, for taking my call. I have to say that that's scary stuff there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Giving them ideas or something. We need to. To keep these ideas to ourselves. Oh, I think they've already got the ideas, Alice. I, I think they already got an idea, and, and we're not going to we're not going to like it. And I don't think it's going to be nuclear holocaust. There are a lot of people who want you to be poor and the rich to get richer. But go ahead. I know, I know, but uh, yeah. So it's the weekend's coming. I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving next week because I probably won't call because I haven't called in ages. But just wanted to tell you how much we adore you. You're wonderful, and I have to say that. Uh, just the last, uh, I guess, a year and what? I guess it's been about 15 months you've been yeah syndicated. Yes, out here and I, yeah. you've you've made life so much more bearable. Thank you so much. And well, thank so, you. Ditto's. I have to say ditto's. And also, <laughs> since you're going to be getting ready for Christmas, I yes. want to tell you there's a song called Crabs for Christmas. Now, if you're an honorary Marylander, <laughs> now wait, wait, wait a minute. Are we talking about are we talking about Hunter Biden's wish list, or are we talking about? <laughs> 
You're hilarious. Wasn't that wasn't that a song by Hunter? But I'm getting crabs for Christmas. Wasn't that it? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I was wrong. You will really like it. Go on YouTube, pull up uh, I Want Crabs for Christmas, and you will be so happy. I'll look it up right now. I'm telling you. (laughs) you And for those who don't live in Maryland, blue crab is a gift from God, okay? Yes, it is. Uh, It it is a gift from... uh, Listen, I do some things... um, you know, I, I like to say, because I cook, Alice, and, and, and I say that some things are so good, they're a gift from God. There are some things that are good. There are some things that are great. There are some things that are gift from God. And I'll, and I'll tell you, Maryland crabs are a gift from God because <laughs> they're just, they're mind-blowingly awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, like very true. I mean, you know, okay, say for instance, let's say uh, lasagna versus pasta. Mm, boy, that's a tough one because pasta is a gift from God. Lasagna is real close, but it's in the pasta subcategory. You see what right, I mean? Right. Like, yeah, like yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned yesterday my daughter. I said, I said, deep fried cheese curds are a gift from God. She goes, well, what about fried mozzarella sticks? I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Deep fried cheese is a gift from God. <laughs> Absolutely, and and you oh. know what? At the risk of giving you a big head, you're a gift from God too. So thank you, Rob. You're awesome. Oh, thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. Right. This is uh, no, that's I got crabs by Rodney Carrington. I don't think that's the song we're looking for. No, no, no. no. Uh, I'm ge- it's I'm getting crabs for Christmas. Is that it? It's uh, um. Oh, I want crabs for Christmas. Oh, only crabs for Christmas by David. Um, hold on, he's a big Baltimorean. Uh, hold on, it's hilarious. You look really is is it a follow up to I want gonorrhea for Christmas? I, what is it? I mean, just I'm, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a, I don't even know what that is. It's always a punchline. Uh, crabs. You know, I don't. I don't know. Millennials don't know, or, or Gen Xers don't know what a crab. All right, I'll look it up. I'm getting crabs for Christmas. It's line, line the toilet paper. Only, on only, yeah. <laughs> That's why they have those paper seats in the airports. All right, all right, all right. Enough. We're moving on. Let's take a break. God bless you, Alice. Have a glorious Thanksgiving. You have a lot to be thankful for. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, I want crabs for Christmas. Oh, only crabs will do. Oh, oh, with crabs for Christmas, my Christmas wish will come true. It's David Du Bois. It's about, that Santa, he it's about crustaceans. Started perspiring. And he looked like he might be in pain. And his face got all stiff as he asked the man if he would take just a moment and kindly explain. Well, the man said... Okay, that's enough. Crabs for Christmas. Uh, If you live in Maryland, trust me. Trust me. I moved to uh, Kansas City seven years ago uh, for a radio job. And, uh, of course, because radio got fired two years into a three-year deal because I made too much money. And uh, and uh, they had to sell cars and all that. And now I got a nationally syndicated show. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I come to Kansas City, and, and Kansas City's you know uh, the best barbecue can ever imagine. Uh, a Kansas City barbecue, barbecue in general, gift from God. Kansas City barbecue, gift from God. Kansas City burn-ins, yeah, gift from God. Unbelievable. But I, I go to this restaurant, and uh, and I sit down, and they have on the breakfast menu. It's a breakfast place. And, and it said here, it said, Crab Eggs Benedict. 
And I went, oh, my God, this is going to be just like in Maryland. Oh, my God, this is when I get to Ocean City. And the last day we'd have crabs, egg Benedict, and we'd have some crab, jumbo lump crab from Maryland, blue crabs on a, on a, with a, with a soft-boiled egg on an egg McMuffin. Oh, my God, and hollandaise sauce. And I said, oh, where do you get your crab? And she said, oh, we don't use real crab. I uh, left the restaurant. Yeah. Just left the restaurant. <sighs> All right, before I go, um, I've got a couple things I want to mention here before I go. Um, oh, and, and, and you know, a lot of times we, we'll talk about um, uh, people losing their jobs, and I, and I make fun of those who work at uh, Twitter because, you know, they've made life uh, a living hell for a lot of people who uh, wanted to express themselves freely, and they worked with the federal government to shut down free speech. Same way with Facebook. So uh, I don't care about those. Uh, Amazon workers are bracing for chaos. 10,000 told they will lose their jobs. Um, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not meaning to make fun of that. Not, not one little bit because it's horrible and it sucks. Uh, there are a lot of companies that normally you would consider to be uh, recession proof that are cutting. Salesforce is cutting. They, uh, hundreds of office employees on Monday. Um, they... Um, cloud-based software company. Intel is cutting jobs. Uh, Amazon, like I said, is cutting jobs. You think, Amazon, really? And then, of all the things, you get fired from your job, what are you going to do? You Maybe you drive for Lyft? Lyft is cutting jobs! Um, as someone who has been unemployed, and, I mean, to the end of the earth, as far as unemployment, with suffering and uh, struggle, you know, because what I do for a living is there aren't a lot of jobs and there are a lot of people who want them. And uh, I'm very fortunate that God gave me the ability to do what I do. And I've been able to parlay that into a syndicated radio show. So I, oh my God, I wait up every day and I thank God for what I do. And I hope that if you have something like this happen in your life, I, I'm just going to tell you as somebody who has, has seen the ends of the earth. And I mean, I was, I didn't think I was going to live much longer. Uh, a little over a year ago, realized that uh, uh, you just can't stop. You can't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling, you know, but you can't. Don't don't let this end you. Don't make make you uh, losing your unemployment think that you are worth less. Don't ever get to the point where you think, hey, maybe my family be a little better off with the old life insurance because I had that Jimmy Stewart. Uh, it's a wonderful life moment. I wasn't going to jump off a bridge or anything, but, you know, been there, been there. So I know if, if things are hard for you, and I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I know what food stamps are like. Never ate better. Um, but uh, but don't get down and be thankful. We have a lot to be thankful for, and I think we have uh, a lot of things to be optimistic about. Let's come back and wrap things up in just a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. Guys, have a glorious week. I'm taking the week off to go on vacation. Mary Walter will be filling in next week. Uh, thank you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that I was born in America. Watch my show on Newsmax if you get a chance to this weekend. And listen to the podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. God bless you and your families. Happy Thanksgiving. And until the next Monday for Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll